Welcome to the Turn Yourself On Daily podcast, which means turn on, activate and fire up the power and potential within you every single day. This week, we're looking at what to do when you're trying to get pregnant and it isn't going that smoothly for you. Maybe you've been trying for a while, maybe you've experienced a miscarriage or more than one. Maybe you're wondering when is it ever going to happen for you and it can almost seem like everyone else is getting pregnant around you and you're the only one that isn't and the impact this has on you and your relationship can be huge. So today we're going to look at how to handle it all, the waiting, the trying, the emotions, the heartache, the four ways we're not usually told about which can help you to process it better. And then the five tools you can use straight away to help you get through it. So getting pregnant is meant to be easy, right? You have sex once and then you're done. Nine months later, there's a little beautiful baby. That was my belief anyway. I remember planning to have one baby in 2015 and another in 2016, but the universe had other plans. Instead of two babies, I had two miscarriages. And when you're watching other people get pregnant and it's not working for you, it's so intense, it can be so heartbreaking. And when you lose a baby, it's a feeling that you just, you wouldn't wish on anybody and you just, you just can't believe how painful it is to lose something that you've never even met. It's like you've lost somebody that you've never even met. But what I didn't know at the time was what we're going to go through today. A miscarriage is such an intense form of suffering, such a dark time, which can feel painful on so many levels. It's such an acute loss because it's right inside of us. It's so close to us. And from that highs of the positive pregnancy test to the lows of knowing that we're going to have a miscarriage, it's a complete emotional roller coaster. Not only is your head all over the place, but your hormones too. And once you find out that there's something wrong with the pregnancy, then you have this physical process to endure, not to mention the mental battle that follows as well. It's just a complete test of personal strength, patience, character, grit, and it affects you mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Any form of suffering we experience has the power to completely overwhelm us. We're down and we just don't think our life will ever get any better. If anything, it seems like life is getting a whole lot worse. And in times like this, we often don't know where to turn. We want help. We know we need help, but we're not sure where to go for it. And if we don't want to numb our pain, then we have to face it. And that's not an easy decision either because it's much easier to dwell in the pain and the darkness than it is to gather the strength to rise above it. So why why is this whole subject important? 
And for me, there's, there's a few reasons why I really wanted to share this message today. The first one is that we naturally drop into fear. What am I doing wrong? What have I done wrong? Have I eaten something? Have I exercised too much? Did I drink something that has affected it? Did I eat something? I remember eating nachos and a, and a sour cream dip and wondering whether it was pasteurized or not and whether that had had an impact. I remember dropping into the fear of will it ever happen? Are we right for each other? There was even fears like that that came up. But this episode is so powerful because even though you might have an amazing support team around you, midwife, nurse, family, friends, partner, husband, you can still feel totally lost and alone. No one I knew at the time had experienced a miscarriage or that intense period where you're trying to get pregnant and trying to make it happen when you haven't been through that you almost can't imagine what it feels like but even starting to hear about other people's experiences and them saying oh I had a miscarriage or it took me five years to to get pregnant and it's okay now those stories are great but they almost at the same time don't help So this is why you're in a really safe place today on this episode. And if you've started to doubt why you're bothering, what's the point? Why isn't the universe giving you what you want? Maybe you started to think you're asking correctly. Maybe you think you're asking the wrong universe. Or maybe you just wonder what have you done wrong? Have you done something in the past? Is this karma for something that you've done? Because it can feel like everyone is happy but you. And I know I'd made some mistakes at times and I'd been a bit of a cow. I'd read that karma could be quite, you know, hurtful. But really, had I been that bad to deserve two miscarriages? And you know when Facebook is like filled with pregnant friends, one after another posting pictures of the 12-week scan, a little blob of a baby on a blurred black and white picture. It made my heart sink every time I saw one of those pictures. Even Cheryl Cole, do you remember that boy she was with from the, the boy band? And she'd been with him for like five minutes and she was on TV and she was saying, yeah, I'm pregnant. And my brother and his wife were the same. It felt like they'd been trying for five minutes and they were pregnant. Everywhere I looked, people were pregnant. Friends, colleagues, friends of friends, celebrities, everywhere. Everywhere I looked, everybody was pregnant. Even the dental receptionist was pregnant. And my husband had to warn me before I went. And it just doesn't seem fair, does it? And after being told twice that there wasn't a heartbeat, I was more depressed than I ever had been in the past and thought was possible. So if you're anything like me, you might have created vision boards, said affirmations, tapped, set intention, visualised, prayed. Maybe you've asked, maybe you've asked too many times. I, I wondered whether the universe was bored of listening to me. I kept saying I'm, I'm doing the work, so why am I not getting what I want? So again, this episode is super important because 
we can drop into that question, that big question that we ask ourselves, why me? When we experience pain in our lives, it's easy to fall into that lower level thinking of why has this happened to me? Questioning what we've done to deserve the experience. We can fall into victim thoughts, tormenting thoughts. And if we're careful, we can become lost in the darkness and it feels like there isn't a way out. Ancient texts are filled with wisdom. Their intention is to provide us with a glimmer of hope in the darkest of times. They're encouraging us to begin opening our minds and expanding our thinking. And this is something that I had never been taught. Nobody had ever said this to me. And nobody had ever told me. And it's a line actually from a song. The darker the night is, the brighter the stars shine. And it's so true. It's almost like we're shunning the pain. We don't want it to be there. We wish it would go away. Why experience it in the first place? And throughout every philosophy that I'd studied, Buddhism, Hinduism, Judaism, in the teachings of Jesus and Moses and in A Course in Miracles, it kept coming back to the same principle, that we're always being encouraged to grow. But why? If you're anything like me, you're asking, but why? Why are we being encouraged to grow? What's the point of having to grow and go through something so painful? Isn't there an easier way? And grow into what? We're happy with life as it is, aren't we? When we're lost in this type of questioning, we're looking for help. But if we're not on a spiritual path of any kind, and I'm not saying that needs to be religious, but then we're not sure where to go for help. It doesn't mean to say we need to go to church. It doesn't mean to say we need to pray to a particular God. But if we're aware of the wisdom that's been handed down to us, if somebody is teaching us this wisdom, then we have something to lean on that will lead us back onto the right path and help us to get through things without shopping, smoking, drinking, numbing our way through it. If you're going through this now, you'll have probably been given options of how to manage it. So take a drug to encourage the miscarriage to begin, have a DNC, let nature take its course. If you've gone through this in the past and you're still struggling, you may have been given these options, you may not know what to do next, you may not be able to move on from it. Maybe you've still not had a child and you just you think it's getting too late or you're worried it will never happen and it's almost just all consuming. People tell us it's okay you can start trying again but that's assuming that we're even ready. We can have tests but that can be quite stressful. No one ever told me to do what is in this message and there is healing that we need to do before during, after, all of what we're going through. And here is how to do it. So the first thing to know is that our suffering in whatever form it comes to us, in a miscarriage or two or three, 
in abuse, in an accident, in a business failure, in depression, in loss, in bullying, in fear. It provides us with our personal opportunity to grow, to awaken. And everyone experiences this at different times and in different ways. We always have a choice though, whether we accept this or not. We can let our suffering become a time in which we grow or we don't. And one of my favourite lines from A Course in Miracles is, remember, you will have to go through the clouds before you can reach the light. So the clouds are always there. Well, the clouds can be there, but the light is always behind them. Sometimes we just need to go through those clouds in order to reach that light. And this lesson provides us with comfort that in order for us to grow, we will be challenged and that's not unusual. It's not that we're being singled out and it's also not necessarily such a bad thing, even though it feels like it at the time, I know. It's not that we've been bad. It's not where we're being punished. It's where in time we'll come to see that we were being encouraged to grow. We won't see it at the time, but afterwards, once we're coming through it, we will. Reaching the light means increasing our understanding. Our awakening means that we're coming to understand that there's more going on here than what we think is life and day-to-day life and the purpose. We're awakening to, ex- we're awakening to the experience of our higher self more often than we've known before. We're being encouraged to grow so that we can experience that higher version of ourselves. It's almost like we see glimpses of our higher self and we want to experience it more often. But in order to understand this further, we're being encouraged to clear the thoughts, clear the clouds of doubt, fear, confusion, and any pain which seems to be standing in our way. What I learned quite quickly from having two miscarriages is that if I had suffered that much and that intensely, then other people will have suffered too. And I know that sounds a bit obvious, but it's not always it's not always there. We're not always that compassionate. We can't always go there. Like Buddha, I had also experienced suffering for the first time. An experience that I've mentioned, it can become a blessing. But what made Buddha's teaching so profound is that he had been there. He knew what it felt like. He knew suffering like we've experienced suffering and he transcended it. He didn't forget it. He didn't try to numb his way out of it. He transcended it, which means he learned from it. He learned the compassion and he lived with it as a better version of himself. I used to think that you could swerve suffering if you had faith, if you were a spiritual person, if you were doing the work, that you could avoid it, that it gave you a free pass. What I didn't realise is that suffering is what makes you great if you allow it to transform you. It takes an enormous amount of strength at times to think of victory in the middle of apparent defeat. When it's darkest before dawn, it's so easy to just stay down. But we have people who have walked this path before us who remind us of what's possible. The second thing to know is it shifts us from a victim mentality, which is what it is, it sounds really harsh, 
but that victim mentality of why me to a more transformed position in time of how can I help? How can what I have experienced help others? How can I grow from it? How can it bless the world? And ultimately, the biggest question of all, who am I going to be now? In the face of adversity, in our strength to live with it and to still be here and tell the story, we have changed on levels that we're not always aware of. For the first time in our lives, we might become encouraged to help others, to start the business, to write the book, to make a change in our life that we've always wanted to make. For the first time in our lives, we might have compassion for the people, even strangers in the street, knowing that everybody has the story. And that's a mega blessing. It's something that isn't sold in Selfridges. We just cannot buy it. It's priceless. Instead of just focusing on ourselves or meandering through life, we're being encouraged to grow, to help others and to seek a bigger life. We're encouraged to release that higher version of ourselves that deep down we know is potentially there. It's lying dormant. But we're being asked to rise higher, to expand. It's an opportunity to rise up, to stand strong in who we are and make a difference. An opportunity to be better. The third point is that I thought that my experience of suffering, of having two miscarriages, was a weakness. And the biggest thought, the biggest burden I carried around was the feeling that I'd failed or that I'd done something wrong. But I now see it as a blessing. It's certainly a tough, messy and extremely painful way to be woken up. It's certainly an intense way to learn. But quite rightly, we've never been given the idea in any philosophy, in any story, that personal transformation is easy. We see the beauty of a butterfly and that's what we focus on. But we never look at the process, the struggle it went through to get there. We see a successful businesswoman, but we never know the deep pain she carries in her heart that has motivated her throughout her life to succeed. We can allow our suffering to transform us or not. We can allow our suffering to send us down or eventually allow it to lift us up. As messy as it gets along the way, it's a process that cannot be rushed even though we really want to get the hell out of there as quickly as possible. Like nature, there are seasons. Some days we might feel better, some days we might feel worse. It's certainly not an overnight switch. Eventually, it provides us with potential to look back and be grateful for our our experiences because we're now potentially looking at a person in the mirror that is wiser, better, stronger, deeper. And once we begin to come out of the other side, we have changed. And that's why we're being encouraged to grow. In the Kabbalah, the Jewish book of law, over every blade of grass, there is an angel saying, grow, grow. Every day we're being encouraged to grow. And suffering provides us with an opportunity to become the person we were born to be. Not the fearful version, the upset, depressed, stressed version. 
Instead, we've been encouraged to be strong, unlimited and courageous. The biggest and hardest part is the fourth part of this and it's all about letting go. We don't really know what it means to let go. Let go of what and to who? We're scared that we'll turn into couch potatoes and not achieve anything. Who will be there to pick things up? Yet contrary to our belief, a course in miracles says that you cannot conceive of all of the happiness that comes to you without your planning. Like we just can't get our heads around that. We're not used to letting go. We're so used to planning, striving, setting goals, creating vision boards. And we feel like failures if we don't achieve them. We're told we can manifest whatever we want to by this day in this exact way, but we don't consider if what we're asking is for our highest good. What if the universe has something better in store for us? We can't see it yet because we look out into the world through a limited vision. We download the ovulation app. We order test strips off Amazon to check when we're ovulating. We count the days until our next period. We plan to have sex on this particular day at this particular time. But we don't need this stress and this pressure. Sex becomes a mission, a passionless experience which either doesn't happen or if it does, it becomes so stressful it doesn't quite finish as we'd hoped, if you know what I mean. And why the control? Because we don't feel like it will happen without our intervention. We don't realise that there's a power available to us, which is within us, and it's patiently waiting for us to acknowledge it. This power we've been led to believe is outside of us, but it's not. It's all inside of us. And it almost seems like a fairy tale or magic to believe in this. But for me, having a baby hadn't happened on my time scale. So why was I still so arrogantly believing I could make it happen a third time? In our times of suffering, we're not always sure what to do or where to go, but we're going to lean on something. We normally have more fear of the world than we have faith in the power of miracles, of the possibility that we're being looked after. We're told throughout all the wise texts to let go, to trust, be still. We're told to hand over, hand over our burdens. We're told to trust with all of our heart. We're taught that what's available to us may be more than we currently can even conceive of. That even we might be asking too small. We're told that the biggest mountains can be moved for us. But if you're anything like me, you almost don't believe it. It almost just, it just doesn't seem real. So what are the tools that you can use now to help you get through it and to change your state, to help you heal on a really deep level? The first one is to list all the positive reasons, which I know just sounds crazy, but the positive reasons why you're experiencing a, de a delay, why you're experiencing the pain, the miscarriage, the loss, why you're going through it. And I know it's really weird almost to ask you to do this. And when my coach asked me to do it, I literally thought she was mad and I laughed 
because I thought you're just mad. You're just being too positive. You've been a Pollyanna. But making a list of why this can be a positive event is to raise your thoughts and feelings about it. It's not about ignoring it. It's not about just, you know, numbing it. It's actually the most powerful way to transform it. If you can't think of any reasons right now, that is perfectly okay. Just start with a pen and paper and a heading and just let them come to you. During my first miscarriage, between frequent visits to the bathroom, as if you've been through one, you know what it's like, I opened a book by Khalil Gibran. I always stutter when I say his name. And one of his famous quotes was staring at me. Your pain is the breaking of the shell that encloses your understanding. And another book I'd recently read had the same message. When pain seems to seek you out, do not shun it. It can deepen your understanding that it's a good thing. Now, if you're anything like me, you might not be quite there yet. And you might be thinking, how in, on earth can this pain ever be a good thing? How can it ever help me? But like I said, if you can just make that list and just start even with a header. After struggling to start, after an hour, I had three reasons. One, my husband had been amazing throughout and I needed to start appreciating him more. Two, I knew my body was working well to keep the baby growing because it had been growing from my body... It, the baby had stopped growing at eight weeks and I'd only found out at 12 weeks. And I was so grateful for the NHS. Now, after two weeks, I was so surprised that I had a list of 18 reasons why what I'd been through for the second time could be a positive event in my life. Mad, I know. But even though my ego was like resisting it, saying that's just foolish, you're just ignoring it, this is what helped me and I know it will help you too. The second thing to do is to meditate. So if meditation's new to you, there's a video, there's a link to it. I'll put the link in the bottom of this and it's how to meditate. It's a YouTube video I've got all about how to meditate. There's a guided meditation in there. And even if you just do it for five minutes a day, it just helps you. It rewires your brain, it sorts you out, it calms you down, it helps your nervous system, it connects you to yourself, to the power in the universe. There's, I, I can't even begin to explain how powerful meditation is and how it will help you through this time. Daily meditation, daily reconnection is transformational. So yeah, head to the YouTube channel my YouTube channel, Laura Jane Hand, and the latest meditation, how to do it. It's called the Receive and Release Meditation Experience. The third thing is to journal your feelings. So get them all down, let it all out, rage on the page, just some days you might be okay, some days you might be mad, some days you'll be sad, some days you'll be angry, frustrated, in fear, whatever it is, just let it all out. If you can talk to somebody, great. If not, just let it all out on a page. The third thing to do is to hand it over. 
So a prayer from my book, More Than a Mindset, in chapter four is, dear God, dear universe, whatever resonates with you, I'd love a baby of my own. I trust that if it's right for me to be a mother, it will happen at the right time and in the right way. For now though, I'm going to forget about it and I'm going to go and have fun, trusting that I'm being looked after. Amen. Or words to that effect. A prayer to transform your suffering could be, dear God, dear universe, dear angels, dear galactic beings, whatever you believe in, please use my mind to transform this experience. Please transform my perception of the experience and then transform the situation. Thank you for sending me a miracle. Amen. What if you are just thinking all of this is too painful? I can't stop thinking about it. I'm scared it'll happen again. What if it never happens? Or even, woman, you are mad. I can't believe you're talking about how to grow from this when I am hurting so much and I have been hurting for so long. No pill, words, course, book, podcast, radio show, nothing can ever wipe away all of your tears and neither should they. Even though this message has encouraged you to grow from your experience, it still hasn't denied your pain. Nothing of any value comes easy to us. Aiming to turn suffering into a blessing is the core of spiritual work, which isn't an easy option. In fact, it's probably one of the toughest decisions we make because by choosing to follow this path and think this way, we are committing to opening ourselves up. And once we do this, all of the darkness that we've kept hidden comes to the surface for healing. It can feel messy, it can feel hard, but it's totally worth the effort. It's easier to ignore our pain or endlessly dwell in it than it is to move through it and beyond it. It's easier to stay as we are and not break free from any comfort zones that we have. If we're not careful, we can easily reject being victorious and coming out the other side stronger, better and wiser. But what is up to us is how we use any experience. We can use it to take us down into our lower self or we can use it to lift us up into experience our, experiencing our higher self. And when we begin to lift ourselves up, we will automatically start to lift others up too. And if you're thinking, why should I even try? I'd rather not do any work and just dwell in it. Then maybe that's the case now. But if you ever get to a point of enough is enough, that's the point when you decide you want to change because you want to feel better. The world needs us. We need to experience our best, most highest version of ourselves. Our partner needs that from us. Our family do too. Often our partners get completely ignored in all of this and they suffer too. And if we want our life to transform, 
if we want to heal from this, if we want to grow, if we want to use this experience, if we want to create a new experience in our life, then this, this message is what we need to learn and embrace. And I'm not saying it will happen overnight. I'm not saying this is by any means to deny or negate what you've been through. But this is to use it and to grow from it. So let's visualize now. Let's do the work, the inner work. Let's go deep with it, hand it all over, heal from what we've been through and ask for healing. So let's do this. Let's visualize now and enjoy and I will see you on the other side of the visualization. So sit in somewhere where you're nice and comfy and you won't be disturbed. It helps to sit on a chair or on a cushion. It helps to close your eyes and go within. And start to place your attention on your breath. So breathing in through your nose Exhale, release and let go. Breathe in through your nose. Exhale, release and let go. Breathe in through your nose. And exhale, release and let go. And I want you to imagine now that you are stood in the most beautiful garden. You're stood barefoot on the grass. It's the most beautiful colour of green. You look around you and you see some gorgeous trees, gorgeous flowers and a beautiful blue sky. You feel really peaceful here. You feel completely safe and totally supported by the ground. I want you now to imagine as you inhale that you are drawing up energy from the earth from underneath your feet. And this energy comes all the way up through your legs up through your core and out through the top of your head, right up into the sky. And as you exhale, you draw down energy from the sky into your head, through your heart, through your stomach, down your legs, through your feet, and it reaches down to the very center, the very core of the earth. As you inhale, you feel energy come right up from the core, the center of the earth, all the way up through your feet, through your legs, through your stomach, your heart, through your head, and back out into the sky. And as you exhale, you draw down energy from the universe into your head, heart, stomach, through your legs, down your feet, 
and back to the very center, the very core of the earth. Keep breathing, inhale, draw up the beautiful energy from the earth and exhale, draw down the power in the universe into your mind, your heart, your stomach, through your legs and back down into the ground. You are connected to the very center of the earth through your feet. Anything that we place down into the center of the earth, any energy that we want to release, any experiences, can be transformed by that energy, that fire within the core of the earth and it can be transformed and then brought back into us. New, refreshed energy to transform our lives. Imagine this energy moving all the way up through your body, through your head. And as you exhale, you draw down a gorgeous white bright light from the universe. It covers your mind, your heart, your stomach, your legs, your feet, and it goes back down into the earth. Any experiences, any pain that you have been through. Now draw these experiences to the front of your mind. Whatever experience causes you pain, however you have suffered, now release it from you, down into the ground, down through your feet and imagine it going to the very centre of the earth. And here that energy, that pain, those experiences are transformed. And you can start to take good from these experiences. You bring this transformed energy back up through your feet, up through your legs, through your stomach, your heart, your head and back out into the universe. And you draw down through a white bright light all of your goodness from the universe. Down into your head, your heart, your stomach your legs, your feet and back down into the earth. You are connected to the transformative power of the centre of the universe, centre of the earth and you are connected to the power and the presence in the universe which is there to provide you with everything you need. So let's pray together in this space. Dear God, dear universe, I would love a baby of my own. I trust that if it's right for me to be a mother, it will happen at the right time and in the right way. For now though, I'm going to forget about it. And I'm going to go and have fun and be the best version of me trusting that I am being looked after. Thank you for helping me to use my mind to transform what I have been through. Help me to transform my perception of the experience and then transform the situation. Thank you for sending me a miracle. 
们。Imagine in your mind's eye there is a healing basket in front of you. Place any pain, any loss, any grief, any experiences, any suffering into that basket. Place any desires, any goals, any dreams. Place everything into this healing basket. And feel lighter and brighter. Knowing that this healing basket which is full of white light will heal everything you have been through. And will take care of your dreams. It will look after you and provide for you. And sit with a deep sense of trust, knowing that you are supported and guided. Rest, be still, and relax in the knowing that the whole universe is on your side. For one last time, feel your feet on the grass. Feel yourself connected to the very centre of the earth. Look up and see yourself connected to the power in the universe. You are connected at all times to both. Let go of anything which no longer serves you and let the earth transform it for you and open yourself up to receive all the blessings that the universe wants to give you. You can always come back to this place of peace within you. And now bring your attention onto your breath, breathing in through your nose, exhale, release and let go. Breathe in through your nose and exhale, release and let go. And breathe in through your nose and exhale, release and let go. And when you're ready, when you want to, you can open your eyes and come back into your body, back into the room. And as always, these deep visualizations are there to practice what we have just gone through. The messages, the learning, the wisdom that we have just listened to, it's to practice it. So often we read a book, we take a course, we learn a new tool. It's only when we do the work, that's when things change. So this message has been pretty deep tonight. Any suffering, any pain you've been through, you can always come back to the power within you, to your breath, and choose to grow, to learn, to grow through what you go through. So I really hope you have enjoyed today's message and I will see you again next week. Bye.